0: Hello, folks. Welcome to Chronicles. Strapped to the bumper of life. Today we are doing chapter fifteen, and we are going to talk about Indian motorcycles. One of my favorite things on the planet. A lot of folks don't know, but Indian motorcycles started as a bicycle company in eighteen ninety seven by a man named George M. Hindi as a um, a bicycle manufacturer. No motorcycle engines, just bicycles. Um, he started out using names such as Silver King, Silver Queen, and American Indian, which over the next few years got shortened to just Indian. As in 1901, George hired engineer Oscar Hempstead to build gasoline-powered engines using his bicycles that they used as pace vehicles for bicycle racing now bicycle racing was a decent sport today but it was a huge sport back in that time period and so when the motorcycle when they started strapping engines to bicycles they used the bicycles as the paces the pace vehicles for the races and as they went on uh indian focused on racing first before they did mass production that's one of the reasons why they're noted for their powerful and reliable engines is because they focused on racing first and for those manufacturers a lot of folks don't know this but usually the ones that are stronger in research and development and racing usually have the more reliable motors and transmissions because they research under such high stress as racing and that usually tends them to build things stronger and they become more durable, reliable, and dependable because of that. If you look at Ford, Chevrolet, Toyota, these these folks are all huge on the racetrack. Honda, Nissan, you know, all these people are huge on racing circuits in today's world, and they all are big into racing because they get a lot of r and they get a lot of engine and transmission R&D from racing. Now, Indian... They established the company in 1901. They they worked on racing first, and then in 1902, they f- sell their first motorcycle to a customer. How much? Uh, it did say. I got uh, the information I'm reading here. I got off of Indians slash Polaris's website. If you go to their website and you roll it up and you go down to history, it get, it breaks it down by the decades as to. Uh, how Indian's history was. I didn't go through Polaris's history. I know they've been in business since about 54, I think. They started with off-road vehicles, and in 2011, they wound up with the rights to the Indian name, because Indian, after they closed their doors in 1953, had a very turbulent time for decades, until Polaris bought it. Somebody who's a True, the second person that owned it and brought vehicles to the public uh, was not a true manufacturer. California Motorcycle Company only assembled motorcycles. They bought frames from somebody. They bought motors from somebody else and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all they did was put them together, slap, you know, paint a name on the gas tank, sold them through select dealers. And from 1998 to 2009, they went to bankruptcy court five times wow they didn't build a lot of bikes they were really expensive i know some of their motorcycles were in the 40,000 dollars range back in those days and they were not these you know wide tire ten color custom bikes that all these people were building that they were getting 30, 40, 50, 60 grand for or more depending on who built it and what it was what kind of motor it had in it and <laughs> all these other little intricate things that make the pricing go up. But, uh, yeah, Indian was started by George Hendy and an engineer, uh, Oscar Hempstead. And they, these people set so many guidelines that the world had to follow and that the world stole because there were no patents back in, back in the early 1900s. And again, they sold their first bike in 1902. Later that year, Um, the the first motorcycle endurance race is what I got from this, uh, that an Indian motorcycle, or well, Hempstead rode the motorcycle. He won an endurance race from Boston to New York City.
1: (laughs) How long did it take him?
0: (laughs) They didn't put a time limit on that. Okay, in 1903, uh, Oscar Hempstead set a land speed record on an Indian motorcycle of 56 miles an hour. Wow. Now, this is a year after he won a race from Boston to New York City. Then, the year later, after he set the land speed record, he took that motorcycle and he ran an endurance race from New York City to Boston and back, and he won that on the bike he set the land speed record on. That must
1: have been a durable
0: bike. Well, they were noted for their let me tell you how big indian was i read this in another book not off polaris's website indian was so big in 1916 right before world war one started that indian manufactured and sold more motorcycles than every other american motorcycle manufacturer put together and there was over a hundred manufacturers indian was the innovator indian was the pace setter Indian one on the racetrack, and it wasn't necessarily that their bikes were more, were faster than everybody else's, is that they were durable, they were reliable, and they were dependable. And they also invented the first American V-Twin. It came out in 1906 on the racetrack and was introduced to the public for consumer purchase in 1907. It took uh, it took all the rest of them two or three more years to come out with them they probably had to go buy an Indian and take it back to their factory and take it apart and figure out how Indian made it so that they could make one of their own.
1: You that's how Harley came about with theirs,
0: maybe Harley came out with a V didn't come out with a V twin engine until nineteen oh nine. So that would leave you two to three years after Indian came out with it. You reckon
1: they kind of copied Indian?
0: Already come up with their own uh, idea. I don't. Well, you know that's all that would be all that would be hearsay. Right. Okay. But the world has always been full of if one person comes up with an idea and makes it work, everybody and it sells that everybody and their grandmother that can afford to is going to try to copy it. Right. Okay. That that's been going on for centuries. So I I don't know, you know, Harley Davidson has made a lot of innovations all in themselves. But uh, they were not Indian. In, going back to some history with them, in 1906, George Holden and Louis J. Miller rode an Indian motorcycle from San Francisco to New York City in 31 and a half days without a mechanical breakdown. Wow, think it that is 3,000 miles there were hardly any roads right there were no paved roads <laughs> if they were paved they were bricks okay so they were following horse wagon and buggy trails <laughs> to travel from San Francisco to New York City and to navigate that much through all the air had to go through the Rockies, you know. That's just just mind-boggling to what they did there. Another feather in their war bonnet. <laughs> 1907, T.K. Haskins rode an Indian motorcycle to victory in a 1,000-mile reliability trial in England.
1: That is durability, building right there, man. I'm telling you what. Especially right back, back then, at that
0: time. Right. The 1907 model, talking about the V-twin, that was a 39 cubic inch, 633 cc, 42 degree V-twin, and that was the first American produced V-twin engine. Fast forwarding to the 1910s, here's what Indian designed in those time periods that a lot of other people didn't have. They introduced a leaf spring front fork that they used for decades. Automatic oil pump, two-speed transmission, floorboards starter hand cranks a swing a rear swing arm suspension design which most vehicles the only suspension they had was not putting a full full air in your tire <laughs> okay or springs in your seat yeah that was your suspension indian created front and rear suspension when nobody else had it they made the first electric start for a motorcycle and they have invented electric lights in that time period. They pumped the engine up to a 1,000cc that they called a Power Plus, And their Indian motor script logo was created in that time period as well. Some other achievements from 1910 to 1920. In 1913, they sold 32,000 units in the U.S. And that was the only country they produced vehicles for at that time period. In 1914, Irwin Cannonball Baker, <laughs> what a name!
1: Yeah, I, I liked it.
0: Rode from San Diego to Georgia in a record time of 11 days, 12 hours, and 10 minutes. That's a 3,000-mile run. George Hindy, the actually the the original creator of the motors of the bicycle company that came out in 1897 who was the co-founder of Indian Motorcycle, or what was the Hindi Manufacturing Company at that time period. Right. They named it after him, because he's the one that started it. He resigned as president of the company. He was, his, he was in his mid-60s. He didn't start the bicycle company until he was like 52 or 53 years old.
1: God, so he hadn't been in there long.
0: No, he had not been in there long at all. What a lot of, a lot of books quote as the demise of Indian, was 1917 World War I fired up there were no Jeeps there were barely any trucks at that time period so the ability for the military to maneuver around Europe the US government relied on motorcycles and they solicited Indian for every motorcycle they could produce and Indian gave them about over 90% of their production for three years which brought inventory problems to their local dealers which they had the largest dealer network in the in the continental 48 United States at that point and it caused their dealers inventory hardships which caused them financial hardships and over 55% of their dealers closed or dropped the Indian logo and went to Harley Davidson wow Indian picked back up in 1920 by bringing out the Indian Scout. The Scout that ruled the racetrack, the hill climbs, they ruled until the late 50s. Indian closed their doors in 53, and there was a small group of guys called the Wrecking Crew who continued to win flat track and endurance racing till around 1960. And then they disbanded. I'm gonna have to do some more research on that. I can't give you the exact reason why. But they were called the wrecking crew and they won more races than all the other race teams put together. And racing for many years, flat tracking didn't start coming around till the late 40s and early 50s. All the racing was either in the early 1900s, was board tracking. And after, after so many people died because the bikes would leave. The, they're on a wooden track. They had spikes in the wheels. And they would lose control and go flying into the stands and people were getting hurt. They decided to ban that. Then they went to hill climbing and endurance racing. And endurance racing for till the 40s was the was the biggest form of racing and Indians won a lot of those because they were using the V-Twins at that point mainly scouts because they weighed less they were lighter they weighed less I said that three times (laughs) all Indian motorcycles have always been excluding the Gilroy Indians the the Indian Hindi manufacturing Indian motor cycles, which when they, they dropped in 24, they dropped um, the Hindi manufacturing name and went to Indian Moto Cycles. They dropped the R off a motor. <laughs> Interesting concept and um, renamed the company. So if it said Indian motorcycles there was no it was motocycles wow. they, they didn't elaborate on that they just elaborated that the R was removed when they patented the name or LLC'd the name whatever they were doing at that time period I'm not sure but that's an interesting bit of history right there but uh, the primaries on an Indian from the chiefs down to the scouts were all gear driven where everybody else's were chain driven and the gear driven primaries held up better and I saw a Jay Leno thing not too long ago Jay has a 1933 Indian Scout in his collection of vehicles and he was talking about, I saw he did like a 15 minute ditty on it he was talking how this was one of the greatest motorcycles he's ever ridden it, was a, it had a three-speed transmission. He noted that it had a gear-driven primary. He said Indian motorcycles were not the fastest bikes around, but they were the most durable and reliable. Right. So in an endurance race, you don't necessarily want to be the fastest. You want to start the race and you want to finish the race. And it depends on who goes to the finish line first. And it's not necessarily the fastest. It is the better rider because... They say in racing in motorcycle racing that it's eighty percent rider and twenty percent bike. But if the twenty percent doesn't hold up it's in, it doesn't matter what the eighty percent's doing. True. <laughs> so it's all it well, it depends what kind of racing you're doing. I'd say endurance racing. Well yeah, I'm gonna go with the eighty twenty rule on that too. But in the night in the nineteen twenties, after they came out with the scout in nineteen twenty two they came out with the Indian Chief. In nineteen twenty-three, they came out with the big chief. In nineteen twenty-five, they came out with the Prince. Never heard of that. I've never heard of one either, but again, I wasn't around in that time period. <laughs> and in 1927, they purchased the Ace Motor Company. Ace built four-cylinder motorcycles. There was an, wasn't an inline four left to right when you're sitting on a bike. It was an inline four front wheel to back wheel. Huh. And Indian put that motorcycle in their lineup and it stayed there till World War II. They took it out during World War II because it was the most expensive vehicle they had and they had become... Well, I don't know how they made it through the Depression years... With that most expensive motorcycle in their lineup, because those were the depression years were worse on people's pocketbooks than World War II was. Exactly, because at least the war effort was producing work for a lot of people, and they did get compensated for it in some way, form or fashion. Where the depression, there was well, it was the depression. There's there's no other way to say it. And um, again, as I mentioned earlier in. 1917, there was over a hundred American motorcycle companies. In 1932, which was two and a half years into the Depression, there were three. And in 1933, there were two. Harley-Davidson and India. And they both made it through the Depression and If you want to be successful making any kind of motor vehicle, you you need to be a manufacturer. If you buy pieces from people and just assemble things, you don't make anything yourself, it's very tough to stay in business because that's that's where your cutting edge is, is by making your own stuff, making it different from everybody else and, and being a leader in the area where you are. Indians sold three times in the 30s and 40s. DuPont wound up with the company in the 40s. Mm-hmm. And and it was either in 46 or 47, this is not listed on Polaris' website, I read this years ago in a, in a book I read. That they, actually no, I read this, um, I went to the Art of the Motorcycle when that was a art museum thing. They did the Guggenheim in 2006 And then in 2007, they brought a smaller version of the Guggenheim here to Orlando to the Art Center over on Princeton. And there was this Indian chief sitting there on a pedestal and it had this rainbow metallic paint job on it. And it was factory paint. It was an option after DuPont Paints bought the company, they offered more painting options because they were trying to bring business back to Indian and there was a couple paragraphs in a a box there beside this motorcycle and it stated how they put this young guy in charge of the company in 1946 that didn't agree with the thinking of what the company had been from the beginning that he felt that the wave of the future was going to be the Harley was not going to be their competition and cruisers were going to go by the wayside that BSA Norton and Triumph were going to be the future of motorcycles even here in the US and that nobody was going to want what they made anymore so he turned the V-Twin Scout into a vertical twin we have a picture of one in the showroom at work (laughs) and you're and and what this led to is is them closing their doors from lack of sales, lack of retention of customers. Well, they, there was all these Americans that wanted V single, single cylinder, American made motorcycles and V twin made motorcycles because a vertical twin does not sound like a V twin. Nothing else on this planet sounds like a V twin motorcycle. And Harley Davidson has made a career out of that since 1903. and so They're still in business now and their sound is a huge part of it. Because okay. if they change their motor, they change their sound, and they're afraid they're going to lose their customer base. Which is what Indian did in the late 40s, early 50s. They changed their engines, so they lost their sound, they lost their look, they went bankrupt.
1: Well, did they uh, ship any Bikes overseas for the war efforts, World
0: War II, Indian? Uh, Indian's contract was Harley-Davidson, uh, when World War Two was starting up, designed a special motorcycle yeah. for the war effort. And they, they presented it to the government, and the government bought the majority of their motorcycles from Harley that they were going to use for the war effort. And Indian virtually made none for them. Uh, Harley has never made a shaft drive motorcycle, except for the World War II effort. They made the U.S. government a a, a smaller engine, uh, more durable, reliable, and dependable for that time period, and they put shaft drive on it so that it took virtually no maintenance, where a chain on an engine on a motorcycle takes maintenance. Oh, yeah. So the less stuff the guys had to carry with them. Uh, the better off they were, because that meant they were more ni- the lighter they were, the more nimble they were. That and them switching gears in late nineteen forties, thinking that using this other person's thinking that the uh, the world was going to completely change, which V twin motorcycles still rule today. Twenty twenty, large motorcycle sales over nine hundred CCs. Harley-Davidson sells more large motorcycles in the United States than every manufacturer put together. Now, Honda sells way more vehicles than Harley does, but they're, they're putting in their dirt bikes and their motocross bikes and their ATVs and everything else they make is making up their total sales because that's Honda manufactures all those vehicles. Right. They sell over 200,000 units a year just in the U.S., Harley did about 150,000 last year. But all of Harleys are, except for 883 Sportsters and the new XG 500 750s they've come out with, which are a very small part of their sales.
1: Yeah, but uh, my Barrett Jackson book that I got cataloged, somebody did a uh, Indian, Account of the sky or whatever in the color scheme of Evil Knievel that brought it to Barrett Jackson. I don't know what it sold for, but oh my lord!
0: They painted the number one on it, and
1: no, the number one went painted. The scheme, the paint scheme, his colors and all Although, like that was biting. That was, but not not the number one it was not on there.
0: Yeah, that's a trademark thing there.
1: Yeah, it is. No, and all but. Yeah, you know, somebody had somebody commission that, and it was at Barrett Jackson. I don't know what it sold for, but wow, it it was awesome looking. You
0: don't know what year the bike was.
1: I, I got the magazine in here.
0: Okay. You
1: know, look and I'll looking afterwards. now, but it, oh my God, it was. I never seen anything like it.
0: <laughs> There's a well, you know, a motorcycle is a work of art. And if you buy a motorcycle, if you you know, you know either want it the way it came from the factory or you want it to be an expression of you. So then there's all these creative ways that you can do it. You can paint it, you can accessorize it. You can change it into something different. There's a bazillion ways you can make a motorcycle your own piece of art. Because right. it's nothing but a work of art. And um, that's one of the, I've worked in the bike industry for over 25 years of my life. And I have seen some beautiful art and I have seen some, what were you thinking? (laughs) But again, it's not my place to say, what were you thinking? So hope nobody takes offense to that. (laughs) (laughs) This is just our opinion on how we feel about Indian motorcycles. We are not trying to script anybody. We are not trying to copy anything. With that being said... Thank you for listening. This is Chronicles chapter 15. So thank you for listening and have a great day.
1: Take care, everyone.